ABC Listen. Hello, 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 my friends. It's Ruby here, and you are listening to News Time. Hi, Ruby. Hi, Rubes. Today, we are going to be cheering on the Matildas at the World Cup. We're also going to visit a dunny in Dubbo. We'll examine a delicious slice of Italian history and power up a Pacific island with the help of the ocean. After that, it's time for... Wow of the Week. You got it. That's the story that made us say, holy moly, that is incredible. So, what do you think? Should we start the countdown? Let's go. Story number five. Come on, Matildas, you can do it. Come on, Estaya, come on. Hmm, I see you're watching the World Cup too. It's the biggest competition in women's football, or you might call it soccer. And it's being held right here in Australia and Aotearoa, New Zealand. All the countries get to come and see Australia and have an adventure as well. That's right. There's a team from New Zealand, one from Norway, Ireland, Nigeria, Canada, the Philippines, Switzerland, Spain, Costa Rica, the USA, Vietnam, Zambia, Japan, England, Haiti, Denmark, China, Sweden, South Africa, the Netherlands, Portugal, France, Jamaica, Italy, Argentina, Morocco, Germany, Brazil, Panama, Colombia, South Korea, and who could forget? Australia's very own Matildas. We watched the first game, Australia versus Ireland. How good was that? Australia beat Ireland 1-0 and Matilda's fans are hoping for more wins. Because Australia are the best team. Go girls, you're going to beat everyone else. Yes, good luck to all the teams, but especially the Matildas. Story number four. You know that feeling when you're busting for the loo, but you're out in public? Yes. (laughs) Thank goodness for public toilets, right? It's a toilet with doors that you have to shut and lock. Yes, and right now there's a super impressive public toilet being built in the Western Plains region of New South Wales. It's a dunny in Dubbo being made with a 3D printer. 3D printers are machines that create solid objects. You can design an object on your computer and then it prints it out. Yes, 3D printers use lots of different materials like plastic and resins and metals to make all kinds of things, from toys to tools to furniture and I guess now buildings too. How can you do it so big with just a 3D printer? The printer would have to be really big to build it and it might take months. Well, that's the thing. The Dubbo Dunny Block is being made from concrete and it will all be done and dusted in just a few days. That's impressive. This toilet block is also going to cost a lot less than similar structures that are made from bricks and mortar. The Dubbo Regional Council, they're in charge of buildings and public spaces. They're excited to see how this toilet block holds up. They say that because the 3D printing process is so speedy and so cheap, it could be used for more buildings too. Maybe cubby houses? Maybe. They're actually thinking of 
printing whole entire houses. Wow! I know. Story number three. Okay, I've got my eggplant, my tomatoes, some chopped olives. Hmm. What do you like on your pizza? Salami, cheese, ham. Pineapple does not belong on pizza. Pineapple is a controversial choice, that's for sure. It's the ingredients in pizza that decide whether it can be officially called pizza or not. You see, archaeologists recently uncovered a painting in the ancient Roman city of Pompeii in southern Italy. The painting is 2,000 years old, and it shows a flat bread next to a wine goblet and some fruit on a silver tray. The flat bread looks suspiciously like a pizza base, but experts say it can't officially be called pizza. Because it doesn't appear to have two essential ingredients: tomato and mozzarella cheese. Because cheese will always have some pizza. It tastes so beautiful with the really nice melted cheese and the nice pizza sauce and the pepperoni. The archaeologists say that the flat bread was probably eaten with the fruit in the picture: pomegranate. Dates and berries.、Mm-mm. It's also an example of simple food. Pizza, if you can believe it, was once considered a poor person's meal, but today it's served in all types of restaurants and enjoyed by people all over the world. Everyone in the world has probably had pizza like once. Maybe not everybody, but lots of people—that's for sure. The silver tray in this painting suggests that the people who made the flatbread were trying to make it look a little bit fancy, and probably served it to their guests. Even though it can't be officially called pizza, it's definitely an important slice of Italian history. Story number two. Whoa! Check out those waves. They are powerful. They make like big hills. In the ocean, the closest ones to shore are small, but the further out they get bigger and bigger. Tonga is a Pacific island nation surrounded by waves, and lots of Tongans have been struggling to afford their electricity bills lately. So, the government has decided to use the power from ocean waves to provide power on the land. The government's working with a company from Ireland to build a wave power park. A wave power park might sound like a pretty fun place with rides and water slides, but it's actually a way to make electricity. The power park will capture energy from the movement of the waves by placing generators in the ocean that convert the wave power into electrical energy. The generators will sit in the water and move up and down while the waves roll over the top, and the generators will move and spin to make electricity. The first section of the park will be built later this year, and it should generate enough power for three thousand homes. When the entire park's built, it's expected to power half the country. Another benefit of wave power is that it doesn't pollute the air, like other methods of making electricity, like burning coal. Because they're there every day, 
and they're a natural resource and they won't harm the world too much. Yes, the generators in the sea could also become homes like artificial reefs for fish. The community is hoping the park will have a wave of benefits for Tongan people and the planet. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Wow of the week. This story made me go wow because I didn't know crows were that smart. I'm outside doing a bit of bird watching and I've spotted something strange up there. It looks like a nest in a tree but has weird curly leaves in it. Ah, but they're not curly leaves. They're anti-bird spikes. Researchers have discovered nests made from anti-bird spikes. They're sharp metal strips that are attached to buildings to keep birds away. It would probably feel like laying on a piece of metal. They do sound pretty uncomfortable. But these spikes aren't scaring the urban crows and magpies in Europe. Nests made from these spikes have been spotted in the Netherlands and Belgium. Researchers were so surprised to find these spiky nests that they searched the internet for pictures of more. And they found them more than a thousand kilometres away in Scotland. That is smart. It is smart because these birds have been deliberately ripping the spikes off the buildings to use in their nests. They've been using the spikes in a very clever way too. They've been putting them on their nest's roof to stop predators like other birds and weasels. They might also be using the spikes as a way of showing off to their potential bird mates. Clever crows. Researchers say that this proves corvids, they're the bird family that magpies and crows are part of, are among the most intelligent animals in the world. Brainy birds. And that's it, my friends. Thank you. Thank you. I'll catch you next week with another episode of Newstime. And don't forget to do the Newstime quiz. It's in the show notes. See you, Ruby. See you later. Or, as they say in Telugu, Velostanu. Newstime is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.